0: Hello and welcome to our We Remember podcast. This is a companion podcast to go along with the News on 6 and News 9 specials that are airing in honor of the 25th anniversary of the Oklahoma City bombing. So what we're doing with this podcast is we're talking to the reporters and people involved in this story reporting this story and kind of going behind the scenes on some of these stories that maybe you've already seen on TV and you wanted to know more so joining me today I'm Dave Davis and this is
1: Leanne Taylor from the News on 6 and Dave I think this is a great opportunity I love the idea of these companion podcasts as you just said a lot of people may be watching our show watching our stories remembering back 25 years ago on April 19th, when our world changed here in Oklahoma, but really around the world. And for those of us who covered it back then, to those who are being honored and recognized and remembered today, I am so proud that our company is taking the time to remember because that was such a turning point in our world.
0: Leanne, you were a reporter and anchor back then um tell us where you were and what you were doing it was wednesday
1: it was april 19th i usually got to work at nine about 9 a.m that was what time my call was at the station and i was at the abc affiliate here back then and walked in the newsroom and noticed that a lot of people were gathered around the monitors and they said you're not going to believe you know what just happened because within 20 minutes 15 minutes those pictures were up and broadcasting So we were watching what was happening, not realizing that's just down the turnpike. That's not too far from where we live. We're so accustomed to watching these events unfold around the world, on the other side of the world, but to realize how close it was, not knowing Did a plane land fly into it? Did was this a natural gas? What was the problem? So immediately myself, a photographer, a producer, and the helicopter pilot flew to Oklahoma City. And I remember taking notes, Dave, in my on my reporter notebook, you know, it was I had the name of the building, I had the streets, I knew where we were landing and how we needed to get a rental car, when we needed to travel, and I wrote down different hospitals because I thought, well, I'll need to, you know, but when I arrived, it was complete chaos, and it was such an unnerving feeling. You know, as a reporter, you kind of go in with just the facts, ma'am. I'm going to go in. I'm going to get this information. But it was so overwhelming to see the side of that building just blown apart.
0: And in- you know you lived in Tulsa you grew up in eastern Oklahoma
1: absolutely
0: northeastern Oklahoma so a lot of folks maybe outside of the state who may be listening to this they don't realize that you know some of us when we first start in this market we, we maybe aren't as familiar with Oklahoma City How much did you know about Oklahoma City? You mentioned that the Murrah building, you had to write down the name of the building. Had you been there a lot or were you really familiar with Oklahoma City at the time? No,
1: not really. I had uh, my great aunt live there years and years ago when I was a kid. I would go to Oklahoma City. I remember having, you know, you drove the Turnpike and you went to visit relatives. But I was not familiar with the setup of downtown. I didn't know. I knew there were churches. I knew that there were obviously federal buildings. I knew that there were skyscrapers, but not knowing who was in that building. Or where it was located. It was, it was, it was gathering details as quickly as possible. And Dave, within probably, I would say an hour or so of getting there, we got that news that there could have been a second device. So all of a sudden, we've been set up, we're doing live shots, and all of a sudden we're f- being pushed back, running, because we didn't know if this was legitimate or if it was just a hoax or what that would look like and immediately they began to congregate the all the media into one area we were kind of corralled into this one square block into a parking lot um, at the time we had a, an rv taken over there uh, i know that different media outlets started you know to arrive but i did the first report for abc news with peter jennings i tossed to peter jennings he tossed to me in oklahoma city that first report but then it was from that point on they began to send in their people because the reality set in this isn't a local story this isn't a statewide story this is international news
0: you know like we said you know you weren't from there you hadn't lived there but did you feel as an oklahoman immediately that this was an attack i mean were you still in the mode that maybe it was a Natural gas explosion. I mean, I I know there were different things going around at the time, but did you
1: feel attacked so many theories? But but as soon as we heard that, you know, this was planned, this was intentional. um, But the, the news that really shook me to my core was the news about the daycare center because, you know, you think of a federal building, you just think of offices and people going about their day. I When the minute I heard that there were children, my heart just sank because at the time my daughter Rachel was three years old. Mm. So all of a sudden I become a mom as well as a reporter. But I'm thinking, had I dropped off my kid, what panic and fear and just complete utter unknowing what to do you know i want to race in i want to get to the building but i don't want to i mean how do i get how do i get the information that i need as a parent so anyway i immediately we we kind of went into work mode um they assigned you know there was public information officers john hansen from the fire department became in my opinion the face of the uh, emergency teams that were working and and he was so amazing to come by and Update the media, morning, noon, night, weekends. So that was on a Wednesday. Um, it was a beautiful spring day. Over the over the day, it became cloudy. By night, it was drizzle and rain. I remember I didn't have any extra clothes on what I brought. I mean, you know, we always have a go bag, mm-hmm. and that's why you have a go bag. But I just thought I was going down, to, to and I would come back. And so I had to to get information back home, you know, put together a bag for me, I'll pick it up. Somebody else is coming down from the station. Well, as it turned out for me, we ended up going to the Walmart and buying jeans and pajamas and toiletries. And we, the station got us a place to stay. So after we did the 10.30 broadcast that night, back to the hotel, to unwind and process and say, I got to get back out there in the morning. Of course, you know, morning show had coverage. So we would be right back out there at 5 a.m., 6 a.m. and constantly being able to report on what was happening.
0: So you were doing, what, 16-hour yeah, days, 12-hour days?
1: easily. And, and even though, so sometimes we would have breaks to, to rest, but your mind was never resting because the information was coming so fast and furious that It was updating, so you'd be letting the station know, we've got to do a cut-in. This is new information. They found uh, a—they've, you know, recovered a survivor. They've sent—you know, they've now arrested, you know, somebody in Perry, Oklahoma. We're going to do this. And so all of this, uh, my co-anchor at the time, he drove down, and so we began this team coverage. And I was there for 10 days. From that Wednesday through the following Friday night, we covered— uh, 10 days of the oklahoma city bombing we president uh, clinton came i believe on that weekend there was a prayer service at the um it seems like at the myriad gardens downtown you and it's in it's been 25 years dave do you know Can you what believe it i Think mean about,
0: 25 years how does that feel to you how does that sound w- it to
1: seems you? incredibly it seemed like a lifetime ago it seems like a different i was a completely different person then. a different person in my life uh, in my career and that was one of those stories that is a once in a career opportunity. And I remember we, because we were feeding back, sending back pictures and sound interviews and such, it was different, Dave, and you'll appreciate this because I know as a reporter, when we're in the studio and we're looking at live pictures all the time, it gets really heavy and you're looking at this or that um, we were feeding everything back and having to voice over without watching it again. Mm. So I that was the one thing. I've got stacks of emails from people and and that they said I can't believe you were able to hold it together and it was almost like I thought it was a god thing cuz it buffered us not having to see it over and over and over again. It was like it was we were not numb because that's not the right word, but we were buffered. We were protected, and we were able to get the information out. I remember I still look at some of my notes, and and it will say, you know, toss to Todd, toss to Chris, um, the different reporters that we had on the scene. Uh, Jenny is going to be doing this sidebar to this, and we would field anchor and then send it over there. But I, I've had people ask me, you know, what what do you take? What did you take away from that? I took away that that life is precious, that you need to tell people what you want to tell them when you see them because you never know. I, I believe that there's divine intervention for some people that didn't go that day. And that kind of leads into my story because I'm so excited to share the story of the Martinez family. Um, when I began, we began talking about what stories we wanted to do, I really wanted to feature someone who had lost a loved one in the bombing. And I had a couple in mind. My husband's roommate had passed away in the bombing, and his wife was pregnant at the time. Um, I thought, what a what an amazing story that would be to tell. She's told her story multiple times over 25 years. And when we reached out to her, she said, I'm, I'm just not in a position. I don't want to tell it again. I don't want people to forget, but it's just too hard to continue to, to dredge up all those feelings. Mm. So I began to search online and found a, and the Internet's an amazing sources we know, a tool that can be so helpful. And I began to look at common names that I was seeing in story, we, maybe year after year that were, the one story was from the Ocali the newspaper at OSU, and how they had uh, this young man, and he was, his name was Ivan Martinez, and he'd lost his dad in the bombing. And then as I started looking, he was 10 days old when his dad died
0: oh my goodness
1: his dad Reverend Gilbert Martinez pastored the faith tabernacle Hispanic Church in Oklahoma City happened to go the morning of the bombing to meet with a couple from his church at the Social Security office on the first floor he was there to help as was his custom As a preacher and sometimes teacher, he was always there for people. So I was able to reach out, find Ivan, find his siblings, and set up the story. Michelle, his oldest sister, was 12. His brother, 9. His sister, Bonnie, 8. Jillian was 6. And Ivan was 10 days old. And in talking to them, especially to Jillian and Michelle, and their conversations with me, They realized that this now, as they look back, just how very, very difficult this has been for their family. Hear what Jillian had to say.
0: Even though this broke our family apart in so many ways, I feel like it also made us a lot, lot stronger.
1: Can you imagine being a mom with five children, those ages, 12, 9, 8, 6, and 10 days old, Martha was supposed to go with her husband that morning. She got up. She got the baby dressed, got the kids ready. Gilbert took the kids to school and then was heading to the to the Murrah building. Martha was trying to keep up with him. He said, no, the kids need you. Your baby needs you here. I'm going to go. And he left. He could have taken Martha and Ivan with him, and they would have been there on the bomb day.
0: I imagine Martha was probably upset at the time when she your has, husband leaves you behind. Yes. Maybe you're not ready. Right. I mean, I've been there as a husband where it's like you have these fights. And, you know, I'm not putting myself in their position. I don't know what happened that day. But I would imagine that there may have been, you know, hey, what are you doing? Like, that's exactly
1: what Michelle told me. She said, and you'll hear on my story, she said, mom was a little bit miffed that dad went off without her and she said but it was a divine intervention because it if he had, if they had all been there she says we would have been orphaned how powerful is that but you know and, and wow. what i've loved about hearing from this the martinez family is the thing that they always put first and foremost is is their faith without that they would they wouldn't have survived. They say it would have been really much more challenging. In fact, M- Michelle even comments about losing a loved one and, and how really this is something we can all take to heart. Sometimes you think the world is going to stop when a loved one is gone, but it pauses for a moment for you and life keeps going and you just got to, just got to keep on moving and um, have God by your side.
0: With God, everything is possible.
1: What was so wonderful to talk with this family is the bond that has come between all of them. They have uh, just—in fact, a couple of them haven't even moved away. They still even live in the same area of town simply because they do rely so heavily on one another. Mm -hmm. But I got to meet them. I got to meet some of their children. And so the legacy that was planted, even though their dad wasn't there, they had videos. Their dad was a preacher, so they had all these videos, and the and the family got to watch those as they grew up. Michelle had memories, a 12-year-old would, and right. Brian, a 9-year-old. Uh, even Jillian and Bonnie say they, they also have memories, but Ivan knew nothing. So uh, Ivan is the baby having his siblings kind of... Create that environment for them. What Dad was like, how he was. In fact, they say that Ivan is very much like his father. He's very uh, outgoing. Looks a little bit like his dad. I was
0: going to say which of the siblings, because I've had this conversation with the person who I talked to. Which of the siblings did they did they have an agreement of who oh, looked yeah. like?
1: They all said dad? that Ivan. They said baby Ivan growing up was was kind of who they embodied their dad. And wow. uh, but in, another thing I wanted to mention, Dave, is. Right after the bombing, uh, the governor then, Frank Keating, you know, I I commend all of our emergency responders and leaders, both civic and federal and state. Um, we, regarding, didn't matter your political affiliation, everybody came together during this time, and for the subsequent months and years following. But Frank Keating, was determined that we would establish some type of scholarship fund, a survivor's education fund, because there were a lot of families impacted, breadwinners that were now gone. And so these kids were going to be at a disadvantage if they wanted to go on to college. And Ivan and all of his siblings have taken advantage of the Oklahoma City Memorial Scholarship Fund. All of the Martinez family used those college funds, actually becoming first-generation college graduates. I don't think if I didn't have that scholarship, I would have gone to college. I would have done a military route. Um, But I I thank God every day for that scholarship. It's gotten me miles ahead of of where I'm supposed to be um, in life, so I'm really grateful for that. Of course, you know that they would give anything to have their dad back. But given the circumstances, they believe what followed was a beautiful path to where they are today. And I got to meet their children and watch, and, and they all say how wonderful their family has been and support and the legacy that their dad has left, that he, that he planted in them, um, you know, this wholesomeness, this feeling of love and family and faith. And that's what got them through. And I'm disappointed and sorrowful for them because this will be the first year in the 25 years that they won't be able to gather on the the bomb site because of the current situation that we're in in our world and so the events that would normally happen on april 19th will be will look different this year but i know that the family will be together whether that be it at michelle's house with her family but they will gather as a group and be able to honor and remember reverend gilbert martinez um 25 years later
0: and for folks who don't know who may be listening every year they do a remembrance ceremony They'll give out survivor tree saplings so people maybe can plant it in their backyard, a seedling actually from the survivor tree itself. What else happens on that remembrance ceremony? And specifically, what do the Martinez's do typically on a non uh, illness affected uh, remembrance ceremony, the normal years?
1: Well, you know, they always gather around their dad's chair. There are the 168 chairs on the National Memorial Park there in Oklahoma City, each chair reflects that it puts the, it has the individual's name on it the victim that 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 was killed but it also um, allows them to have that one that second of the 168 seconds of silence there's sometimes a flyover there's music uh, their prayers the Martinez family they gather around the chair um, holding hands uh, remembering their dad sometimes they'll bring uh, pictures sometimes they'll have scripture um, but it's I, I know Riven said he said obviously he's 10 was 10 days old so his birthday is is April the 9th mm. so 10 days prior is his birthday so I asked him I said when this rolls around he said well this is this will be my 25th birthday which is a sig- significant year as a young person he said the older I get the more my focus and attention goes to the to that anniversary date of the bombing he said my birthday we will go to dinner I'll hang with my friends but I know in in another ten days will be the remembrance of my dad, and so I just I just thought how touching that is, um, and I'm and he's he said when he got to be about thirteen that's when he when he really realized. You know, he saw his buddies with their dads. And, and he had a stepdad growing up, so he had a father figure. But it wasn't his biological dad. And so it's been kind of a, a bittersweet time for him around his birthday. But I know that, as will many, many families, the the goal, though, is to never forget, is to recognize that date, to know that lives were impacted. And and as I said, at, I was telling someone, I said, I just believe In the worst of humanity, we saw the best because even though that bomb went off and what that intent was, people gathered together, came together, went toward the building, went toward victims, went toward those survivors and brought uh, the Oklahoma standard as we know it today.
0: Well, Leanne, this has been such a great time for me, a very treasured time, just getting to hear your story. And I'm going to be we're going to be talking to you and there's going to be other episodes posted. We're going to be talking with other reporters who were there because honestly, you know, you're one of the few left in this market who is still in this market, who is covering the Oklahoma City bombing you were here covering it and uh, just any other takeaway thought that you had something that that you'll never forget from that time that you've taken with with you throughout your career just kind of a closing thought
1: I would have to say that when we're reporters you know you're not trained you don't you don't learn certain things in college or in J school you have to a lot of it is on the job training and and how we dealt with the Oklahoma City bombing was a standard and a value, uh, imp- imparting information, getting uh, that the the details to the viewer to help unite our state. And and the thing was that was really the one story that started it. But I've seen countless stories since then, you know. And what we're going through right now with COVID nineteen and the coronavirus outbreak and the pandemic, I'm seeing I'm seeing the same types of uh, reaction people are coming together they're showing their unity they're looking at the positive side and and that that oklahoma city bombing was was awful but in that horrible time we saw some great things come from that and i think that that's the takeaway is that you know we are oklahoma's own and for that we have that oklahoma standard we come together we share we give to one another whether it's tornadoes, or floods, or natural disaster, or man-made, we're all in this together, and we come alongside each other to show our support, our love, and our faith. And I'm, I'm thrilled, Dave, that you have suggested these podcasts because I know Lori Fulbright, she covered this story in a way that no other reporter ever ever has or ever will in any story, I don't think, from the day it happened through the conviction through the you know subsequent execution of the person responsible I know that her life months and months were spent following it Oscar P our chief photographer his uh, you know his perspective on it so this is an opportunity through these podcasts to document fact feelings emotions viewpoints perspective that not a lot of people will have. And I'm grateful that this was a a great idea on your part to to include this.
0: Well, Leanne, thank you so much for talking with us today here on the We Remember Companion Podcast. And we say companion, companion podcast because by the time that you listen to this podcast, hopefully... All of the stories that we've run as part of our 25th anniversary special on News 9 in Oklahoma City and News on 6 in Tulsa. Hopefully these will have been posted online and on our app. So you can go and watch the story about Gilbert Martinez and his family and listen to this podcast to kind of get that behind the scenes. Because oftentimes, as we know, three minutes for a story, you can't Just contain everything Just that enough. you're feeling in that moment. So thank you again. And we hope you'll listen to our other podcasts on wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for joining us.